Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Yaro Starak. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneur's Journey, the podcast. My name is Yaro Starak. Thanks for listening today. I have an interview with Michael Cheney for today's podcast. Michael and I sat down and recorded a Skype interview. Uh, it was a long-distance call. I'm in Australia and he's in England, so the audio was a little bit choppy. I've gone through and edited it to the best of my ability and cleaned it up quite a lot. It sounds fine on my computer, but I do apologize if any of you have better sound systems than mine does where you might pick up a bit of um, static and so forth. Michael is the author of AdSense Videos, which was a product recently launched on the internet and was one of the most successful products uh, launched so far this year. Michael also produced a series of free videos which looked at the background study of the AdSense Videos product launch, which is where I got really interested in what he was doing because I am doing a product launch myself later in the year. And he gave away a lot of tips and advice, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to speak to Michael and ask him a bit more about doing a product launch. So this podcast interview is uh, sort of two parts. It's one episode, but what you'll get is the first 20 minutes is a, a background study of Michael, as we always do in these entrepreneur interviews, where I ask Michael how he became so good at AdSense, how he became an internet marketer, and what he did before he became an entrepreneur. Then in the next 20 minutes, you'll find... Uh, a discussion of doing a product launch where I ask quite a few specific questions, some of which are quite technical, and I do apologize to anyone who's not technically inclined because I did get bogged down in, in quite some uh, technicalities because I was quite interested in how I did his affiliate system and things like that. So we moved fairly quickly past some of the technical parts, but um, again, if you do get stuck, just fast forward a little bit. There's not too much there about it and most of it's fairly basic. Uh, as per usual, if you are interested in more podcast interviews with uh, entrepreneurs or just general advice about uh, running an internet business or an offline business, you can find all the past episodes of the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast at entrepreneurs-journey.com or smallbusinessbranding.com or do a Google search for my name, which is Yarrow, Y-A-R-O, and then you'll find one of my websites. Just click the audio tab and you'll find a collection of all the previous podcasts which are free to download. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Michael Cheney and uh, I'll catch you again at the end of the interview recording. Bye-bye. All right, welcome. Hello, my name is Yaro Starak and today I'm talking with Michael Cheney. That's, right, that's how you say it, right, Michael? Cheney or Cheney, yeah, whichever Cheney you or Cheney, I always think of the uh, Vice President, Dick Cheney. So. <laughs> Not a relative, is he? No, no. <laughs> and um, we're going to be talking today about product launch uh, in regards to Michael's uh, recent product launch of um, AdSense videos, which we'll discuss a bit more in the future. But first, I wanted to find out a bit more about Michael himself and how he got to where he is today. So, Michael, tell us a bit. Um, you're obviously an Internet marketer, but before you got into Internet marketing, did you, is there a previous life story that we could quickly jump through? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I started out on the on the internet about ten years ago, uh, as many people do, just producing websites, kind of throwing a few pages up there and, and sort of seeing how it all works. Really, I started off doing that, and then you know, building my own sites, and then building sites for other people. I moved on, and then started marketing websites, 
doing some consultancy work for businesses to help them kind of get up the search engines and that kind of stuff. And then I started producing my own products because I, I, I kind of made the switch from, you know, doing this sort of face-to-face -face stuff with businesses to thinking, well, you know, there's a, thousands of businesses out there and I, I can reach more people if I actually start producing, you know, electronic products rather than, you know, you know, there's only one of me, but if I produce an electronic product, then I can, you know, multiply that by a thousand times. So I started producing my own products um, and marketing those, so that, that's really where I'm at just now. Okay. So before, though, there was never a time when you weren't involved with um, internet or computers? There's no, you know, strange, you, know, you used to be a vegetable farmer story or anything like that. How did you know that? <laughs> no, I, I used to be, uh, I used to work in the oil industry, but it was, was in IT. Um, I've, I've been through university, did a degree in uh, business and German, spent a year in Germany. Uh, but in terms of employment, my, my first job was after university was as um, was in the oil industry on, on the sort of IT graduate program. I stuck that for a couple of years and then I set up my own businesses. So that was really the only job that I've had, you know, full time job. Um, so yes, before that, you know, I was I was just kind of a student learning about you know the internet, um, and I, I kind of I guess I've been involved with computers in some capacity, you know, since since being a child, really. Okay, and was the transition from being a paid employee to a, a self-employed person, was it very sudden, or was it sort of a slow, gradual juggle of your financial situation to the point where you could sort of be self-sufficient? Or did you jump in the deep end? Yeah, I mean, to, to a certain extent, you do need to make a jump um, at some point. There's never an easy, an easy at times where it's, you know, it's going to be you know, no risk whatsoever. I mean, uh, the company I was working for was the third largest company in the world. Um, you know, it was a very, it was a very good job. It was a very well-paid job, and, and people kind of saying, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, going from that to sort of working on your own on this kind of this internet thing. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a risk, but obviously I tried to offset that risk by doing both. I mean, I, I used to, you know, work nine to five in my job. And then I would go home and work till you know midnight every 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 day, you know Monday to Friday, and I'd work all day Saturday and most of Sunday as well. I did that for you know a good few months, um, until I you know got the skills and knowledge and the contacts to actually make the switch, and and you know just sack, get rid of the day job basically. Oh yeah, I mean it was you know it wasn't easy at all, but you know you, you often need these things to, you know. It, kind of cuts the wheat from the chaff, you know, a lot of people go through that and, and, and give up and, uh, you know, it, it leaves a, a bigger marketplace for those of us that can stick at it and actually break through. And what was the motivation then? Did you, not happy with that job or you really want to get more independent with your financial situation or, if it's, you know, the third largest company, I, the, the career prospects would certainly have been very good, so. Yeah, it was a whole series of things really. Um, I mean, the job itself, I, was, I wasn't hap that happy in it. Um, you know, I just didn't feel that I was able to, you know, give, you know, too much on the creative side. You know, a company like that, you're a very small cog in, you know, in a massive system. Whereas, you know, in the, in the company that, you know, my own company now, you know, I can wake up and change the business model overnight, or you know, I can say, right, today I'm going to take the company in this direction. I'm going to do this, and it's going to have immediate effect on the bottom line. You, you can't go into the third largest company in the world and say, right, today I'm going to. Uh, change the direction of the entire corporation. It's just, you know, so I, I was quite frustrated in the job, but I was also, I've always wanted to, you know, 
run my own business ever since I was a kid. I, I've always done all these, you know, washing cars, mowing lawns, all these kind of, you know, little kid ventures, you know, selling lemonade, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a matter of time. The internet, it, you know, kind of came together with that with that drive. Um, you know, ever since I kind of came across the internet, I thought I, I really want a job or I want to work with this because it's just so cool. It, you know, I just really just like the whole idea of it. And then, you know, I finally got an idea to put the two things together, and, and that was really what sparked it. Okay. So how long did it take you to... So I know you've been doing internet marketing now for almost 10 years, right? You're getting close to your 10-year anniversary. So at what point did you really, you know, cross a border where it became quite clear that it was sustainable, um, your future would be financially secure by running your own internet business? Did it happen in the first 12 months or...? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it was probably about, I would say, six years ago, something like that, five or six years ago from, from, from now, um, that I realized that, you know... That's about three years of actual full-time work on the... Well, doing both your job and your internet thing on the weekend. Yeah. So it took about three years to really well, get your feet. It took about one or two years, I would say, of, of one and a half years, I think it was, of doing both. Um, you know, I mean... that. This was back in 97. Well, I started, as I say, when I first got on the internet, I wasn't in, I wasn't in employment at all. I was still a student, you know, and I first sort of started developing websites and, you know, doing websites for other people. I wasn't in employment at all. I was still a student. Um, then I graduated and, as I say, immediately got this job. Two years later, I quit the job. So about a year and a half, a year to a year and a half, I think I did both. But obviously, it was really the sort of back end of that time that I spent the most time. You know, the, the first part of that year and a half, I did, you know, I wasn't doing it intensively, and um, it was just as momentum gathers and you start to sort of see the, you know, the potential of it and the finish line. You think, well, yeah, this is definitely a goer. Um, you know, that, that's when I obviously spent more time on it. So, what was your first big success? Did no, the, the kind of the breakthrough thing. Breakthrough thing for me was a, an online community for seniors, which I developed, which is really the kind of the initial brainchild that brought everything together and made me, you know, spot a niche market on the internet, develop this site, and you know, start attracting advertisers, and that's really initially what what made me, you know, take take the jump, because at that, at that time there weren't there were loads and loads of things. I mean, this was sort of the dot com boom time, you know, before the bubble burst when, you know, all these investors were chucking millions and millions at it. And there were so many things that had already been done. People had already done the, all the kind of sexy things, if you like, you know, the youth-orientated stuff, music, sport, entertainment, fashion, all that kind of stuff. And I was just looking for an idea, to, as I said before, to use the internet because that was really what I wanted to do, just use the internet. I didn't want to get in a, into a particular market. So I was looking around for, you know, a market to, to enable me to do this. And that's when... You know, my, my parents started getting wind of the internet, and they were saying, "Oh, what's all this about? You know, what can you do with it?" And then that was really sort of the light bulb moment. I thought, "Well, wait a minute, is there anything out there for you know people sort of 50, 60 year olds or whatever, and beyond baby boomers that you know to introduce them to the internet and get them in you know one place and enable them to sort of meet with like like-minded people, etc. on the internet?" And did some research, and there wasn't really that much about. I mean, there was in the states, but obviously I was targeting the UK. So that that was really where the, where the idea came from. Developed okay. the community. What is this site? Sorry. What's this site? What's it called? It's seniority.co.uk. 
Okay, so it's, it's like a senior's community portal, almost. Yeah. Be the, all right. And you, you developed that yourself, coded it yourself back then? I didn't code it myself. I mean, I'm not a technical, not especially technical, so, you know, I did get people in to, to actually build the site, but managed the, you know, the content, the contributions come from the, the readers themselves. They send the stuff in, and, you know, I was acting as an intermediary, posting it up, and obviously going out and getting advertised. I don't mean, at that time, it wasn't kind of online advertisers. I was approaching, you know, big offline companies, you know, national brands here in the UK that wanted to reach that target audience and, you know, and, and getting deals like that. So you're almost a, I was going to say you're like a, an ad buyer or a marketing uh, manager. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was just a, you know, we've got an audience. They've got a high amount of spare time. On average, they've got a high amount of residual income available because they've obviously the kids have left home. And they're retired, you know, they may have a you know a decent pension or savings, you know, on average, obviously. So these guys are, you know, very lucrative market for, for advertisers to go after. So it was just a case of, of me putting the two together and saying, well, look, okay, I've got this audience, you know, a captive audience, if you like, um, broken down by, you know, interests, travel, entertainment. Okay. Now, you're well known as an AdSense guru, right? Now, does has AdSense become the main revenue generator for that site, or are you still going out and um, attracting, you know, big company uh, advertising campaigns for that site? It's kind of half and half. I mean, it used to be mainly the offline stuff, just because that, that was what I knew, and, and that's, you know, that, that was the money that I went after. A lot of these guys, you know, the offline companies that, you know, that, that focus on the offline campaigns have larger budgets than, say, you know, the smaller companies that are, you know, spending a few cents per click on online, you know, so that budgets are bigger. But as time's gone on and, you know, I've learned more and, you know, my eyes have been open to the other opportunities, then we've started to switch to, towards, you know, towards AdSense and, and other ways of, you know, generating revenue from the site. Okay, so how then did you get the... Well, the very clear qualifications you have in AdSense. For, for, for those of you who don't know, Michael recently launched uh, AdSense Videos, which is adsense-videos.com, which has been a, a tremendous success, probably your big, biggest success to date in terms of an Internet uh, Oh, yeah, thing. definitely. So you've obviously had a lot of experience with AdSense to be able to produce uh, a product like that. Where did that come from? Yeah, it mainly came from uh, seniority. I mean, I have got other sites, but, you know, that's the, the kind of the main site. You know, just first-hand, basically, you know, trying all this stuff out, gathering as much information as I could about it, you know, going to scouring all the forums, buying all the e-books that are out there, going through all these courses, and just, you know, testing, testing, and testing, trying all these different things and just seeing what works, you know, and slowly making gradual improvements on, you know, your click-through ratio and, you know, how different ways of getting traffic and so on. So it was really through, you know, just through first-hand experience and, you know, trying all these things out. I'm quite curious when you say traffic, how how is the traffic broken down? If seniority is the main site and obviously it's a senior site, is most of the traffic coming from search engines or what's your philosophy in terms of that? Give us some traffic tips. Okay, well, there's, I mean, there's, you know, traffic is, is a massive area, but... But 
Yeah, I mean, the, one of the biggest things that I, I talk about with when it comes to AdSense and, you know, getting traffic for AdSense is that a lot of people miss out on the fact that repeat traffic is a great way to, to increase your AdSense revenue. You see it all the time that, you know, people focusing on getting bodies into the site, but just just as a sort of a one-way thing. The analogy I use is this, this idea of a, of a toll bridge. A lot of people have their site and, and they treat it like a toll bridge. So you, you know, you, you're, you as a site owner in this example are in the middle of the bridge and all you're wanting people is to pass through. You take a toll from them, I, you know, a fee for them to click on the ad, and then they disappear, never to be seen again. And a lot of people look at their traffic in that way. You know, it's a one-way thing. It's in and it's out, and that's it. You'll never see these guys again. Whereas what I try and encourage people to do is not have your site as a, as a toll bridge, but have your site as a destination so that people come to your site specifically for the, the great content and the value and, and you know, the, the community or whatever that you've got on your site. So once you've got them there, then, yeah, they will click on ads, but they'll come back because they came in originally to visit your site, not just as a... A kind of a, a through, you know, as a route to some somewhere else. So there are things you can do on your own site to actually retain traffic more effectively and get encourage repeat traffic, you know, from the traffic that you're already getting, rather than saying, okay, I'm, I've got I got a load of traffic last month, but I'm never going to see those guys again. What am I going to do this month to get a load more traffic? Instead of thinking like that, you know, there are things you can do on your site that will that now, if you do now, that will get more people back next month that you've already worked hard to attract in the first place. Give so me a practical example. Okay, a forum. A forum, for example, you know, a, a bulletin board. Once you start involving people and turn your site around, you turn it inside out and say, well, it's not my site, it's the visitor's site, and I'm just here as a servant for the visitors. And that's what we did with seniority. We you know, said time and again, it's your site. You know, we don't write the content on it. You write the content on it. You know, if, if we want to put something on the site or, you know, we're looking for ideas, we put it to you and we ask you what you want. And when you start to do that, people take ownership of, of the site. You know, that they feel more part of it. They feel closer. It's not you preaching to them or you saying, read this because I, I'm, I, I say it's great or, you know, it's not like that. It, they actually feel part of the site. So it makes them want to return time and time again, which is obviously what, you know, just look at the likes of Yahoo. I mean, that's, you know, obviously the far end of the scale, but that's the type of thing that they do. You know, look at all the tools that they've got on there to get people going back time and again. You know, you can get your own, obviously, your own email account. You can, you know, you can join Yahoo groups. You can set up your own Yahoo homepage that's got your personal things on there. It's, you know, you can even add, you know, Yahoo photos and share photos with your friends and all these things. You know, Yahoo is... You know, it's not doing this out of charity. It's doing them because it wants you back time and time again. The more things it can give you, so that you know you start to go back to that site, you know, the more traffic they get over and over and over. So that they work hard, yes, to get traffic through in the first place, but they work even harder to make sure that you know that person comes back. You know, you know, you don't want to spend all your time doing search engine optimization or pay per click or exchanging links or writing articles and getting people to your site only for every single person never to come back. You know, you, you should really be working really hard on putting things on your site that encourage people to come back after that first visit. The old term, stickiness. Yeah, exactly. Which is a yeah. uh, popular term from the dot-com boom, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it still holds quite true, the, the community value or some reason to come back. It's, it's, and you're quite right. I think it's been neglected a lot with um, a lot of the AdSense models people are using nowadays with 
exactly quite right. The toll bridge um, is a good analogy for describing that. And they don't really think beyond that click in and then the click out where they make their money. So, yeah, good point. Which is something you probably teach, in, I'm assuming, in the AdSense videos course, and I, which is which is nice. I'm, I'm actually curious how that impacts on AdSense. Do you find, uh, in my experience, a retained visitor is often less likely to click AdSense because they're overexposed to it. They keep seeing it every time they come back. So, uh, do you find that's the case for you, or is it different? Well, I, I don't think that because you know there are things you can do. For example, this isn't another thing that, that's in the course, but since you you're going down this avenue, you're going to have to you're going to have to give it away now. Is email. I used to send a newsletter, and I basically used to send it in the email to people on seniority. Now, a lot of people, you know, if you've got an easy or a newsletter or whatever, you type it in, in the actual body of the email, which, if you're talking about AdSense, that's not going to get you any revenue at all because you can't include, you know, practically, technically, physically, or, you know, through the terms and conditions of Google, you can't include AdSense in an email. But if you create the newsletter, on your site, so you have just a simple HTML page on your website that is the newsletter of this month, you can place AdSense ads on that page. So you can then direct people to that page. So if, you, if you've got, you know, a thousand people on your list, every month you send them a newsletter and you actually create this newsletter on your site rather than just in the body of the email, you can then direct them to that page and you'll get clicks. Simple as that. So that you know, that's just one example, but it's that's more more revenue from people that are going to come back to, back to your site. You know, if you didn't have an opt-in form for people to you know get this free easy you know, you know free guide or report or whatever it is that you're offering, then you would miss out on all that revenue. And really, it's just the time it takes to set to write and send an email, and you can get you know a decent amount of revenue from from those people. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it counts. I know what you're saying with the, with the the overexposure, but if you do it right. You know, if you're adding new content all the time to your site, and you know you position your ads in the right way, you structure them, you, you make sure that you know that they're part of your site, they look part of your site. You know, you will find people clicking, clicking time and again. You know, it's not, it's not a case that you know say, oh yeah, I know that's an ad, I won't click on it. I know for a fact, you know, people, people click on it if it's of interest to them and it's and if it's relevant. I think the danger is if you know people are coming back to your site. And you know maybe the content isn't changing that often, or you know they're coming back to your site, but they're not finding anything that's particularly pertinent to them, or they've solved a problem that they had when they first clicked on the ad. But you know if you keep developing new areas and, and branching out slightly from you know a particular area, then you're always going to find people that have got new problems. You know you're always going to find new problems. Sorry for, for for the people that you've got. That you know, with the solutions that are offered by the ads. So uh, I think it comes down to you as a site owner to, to you know to keep things fresh and kind of expand. Yeah. Well, I think we've verified that you uh, you know what you're doing when it comes to AdSense. So let's move forward. At what we what I really want to get into, which is the the main reason I initially contacted you, Michael, was because I I for those who don't know, I discovered uh, Michael through the Warrior Forums, which is an internet marketing community. And Michael was gracious enough to post a series of videos he recorded that went through the the back end of his launch of his AdSense videos products. So he went, it was about the week prior to launch, I think he started recording these videos. And 
you just did a nice little uh, background study of the different things going on behind the scenes as you're launching a product. And I myself am about to launch a product, and I was very keen to see how Michael was doing it. So we have lots of questions regarding that, Michael. I probably get. Um, I really want to get into some specifics when it comes to this. So I, I hope you're ready for some tough All questions. Right. Okay. Um, this list is on hand. Those who. <laughs> That's right, good. Um, just just say uh, no comment if you need to. But um, one of the things I've been doing as uh, the research process I've been going through for my own product launch is uh, the need for an affiliate system or a, a, a method where you can have joint venture partners who are going to earn an income uh, for selling your product, uh, either on a commission basis or you know, some sort of relationship you establish with them, which is win-win. You get more exposure for your product and they make either direct income or they build a list or something like that. Now, I've had a lot of problems trying to find a system that works well in terms of the affiliate management, but also works well at the customer side when they make the purchase. Now, how did you go about, because in your case, you ended up choosing to use ClickBank, as well as, I believe, uh, a third-party plug-in software called Easy ClickMate. How did you get to that conclusion, and why did you choose those two? Okay, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't something that I just I knew, you know, before this launch. I mean, part of this launch, you know, a massive part of this launch for me, aside from the you know the financial aspects and, and the contacts aspects, has been what I've learned uh, by going through it. So, yeah, ClickBank. I mean, the the, the choice of, of of using ClickBank for me was was pretty straightforward because I. You know, I was familiar with it. I've been using it for ages, um, so I knew the. I knew it from obviously from a buyer's point of view, but I knew it from from my point of view as a seller and from an affiliate point of view as well, because I you know promote other people's products using it. So there were benefits from that point of view. There were benefits to using ClickBank because everybody, you know, pretty much everybody knows about ClickBank. Certainly the guys that I was going after, you know, the large super affiliates, if you want, would be aware of ClickBank. So immediately they would. They would have an, they would already have an account. It'd be fairly easy for them to, you know, they would know instantly that when I said ClickBank, they would know exactly what I was talking about and how to create the, the links to my site. So that was another another benefit. So the, the ClickBank really wasn't really a, a tough decision for me. The the rest of it, however, was because I'm, as I said before, I'm not a technical guy. I'm I'm not into all the sort of the you know the coding and all this kind of stuff. I just knew what I wanted, and what I wanted was a simple streamlined process by yourself that goes through from buying the product, giving somebody access to the product, tracking all the affiliate stuff, paying the affiliate, handling all the support, just, just doing the whole thing. And I, I knew exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know how I was going to do it and you know what tools are out there. So I just spent hours and hours going through, looking at all you know the permutations, trying these different bits of software out. And, and the most important thing I did was looking at, at you know, trying to see what other people had done and what other people used, you know, t just to see how they'd sort of implemented this stuff. So th the decision really came came down in the end to, as he said, using Easy ClickMate, which what this software does is it, it manages the affiliate side. So whenever anybody signs up to my affiliate program, it's managed through Easy ClickMate. They get their, their affiliate link, so it's... It, it encodes the the standard ClickBank affiliate link, which a lot of people recognise as an affiliate link, and it puts it into a, a sort of a new form um, that 
is you know yoursite.com forward slash whatever. So it, it makes the look, the link look, look a lot better. But it also tracks everything. So it, it tracks the number of hits that people have sent to your site. So the affiliate can see how many people have clicked on their links. You can't obviously get that with ClickBank. ClickBank doesn't give you any of that. Any of that just gives you the sale. So it tells you affiliate how much traffic they've sent. It tells you affiliate how many sales they've made. The other thing that was really important for me was I, I wanted something that would tell you affiliate when they'd made a sale. I instantly tell them when they've made a sale. Again, ClickBank doesn't do this. I think it used to do it, but um, due, yeah, due to sort of spam. Mm, it did, yeah. Yeah, they, really got they it. removed it. Yeah. So that that was something I wanted because I know myself. You know, when I promoted stuff, when you get an email like that through, you know, it, it gives you a boost, and you think, "All oh, right, I'm I'm going to have a look at that again. I'm, you know, I'm going to do a bit more. I'm going to make another sale." So these these are the sort of considerations that that sort of came into play when I was choosing Easy Clickmate. The other thing is that it was very it was very simple to integrate with ClickBank. It's you know it's easy to install. And I checked out the site, and there was a bunch of testimonials from you know big name people. I think Rosalind Gardner was on there, uh, Michael Green, I think Mike Metz might have been on there. But I'm not 100% sure, but there were certainly some big names anyway, big uh, internet marketing names that were recommending this product. So I thought, well, you know, if these guys are using it, they'll go for it. The other thing with Easy Clickmate is if you've got multiple products and even multiple ClickBank accounts, what it can do is it can put them all through. Um, one ClickBank account, which means that you can have, you know, it can act in, in your favour when it comes to this weighting. You know, the, the, the sort of the, the ranking scale that ClickBank has in its catalogue for, you know, products, the popularity of products, the, you know, the popularity of things. It can act uh, in your favour because it can push everything through the same, uh, the same product code, even though you're actually setting up different, different product codes beneath. So there's a whole bunch of things. So you could. One of the things I wanted to ask specifically about it, I've never used Easy Clickmate, but um, I'm also. You've studied Mike Vilsame's Butterfly Marketing. Now, some people were aware of that. I reviewed it on my site or mentioned anyway. And he, the the lovely thing about Butterfly Marketing is the concept of making uh, the affiliate process really simple. So you get multiple ways to promote things for as an affiliate, including an email, banners blog posts, articles, all embedded with the affiliate links, very cut and paste options, and it's very simple, and they have, what I like about it is the steps, step one, use this in email, step two, use this, use this banner, and so forth. Now, I noticed you managed to make the back end, I think I glimpsed it very quickly uh, when you did it in those videos, where you, you had those steps in the back end. Now, did you have to go and create that yourself, or does that... Like how much work is required to get that set up to function in a nice butterfly marketing-esque sort of yeah, system? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm just trying to think back how I did it. It wasn't part of Easy Clickmate. I did have to go in and edit, um, edit one or two of the files to do that. You're not technical, though. Um, <laughs> so you're again. not so technical, though. So how hard was this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. You know, it's, it's an HTML thing. It's just you know, you you go in and you you find a file that. You know, is pointing to a certain link, and you just add in a new link, and then you go and create the page. I mean, it it wasn't that much work at all, really, in getting that done. The the work obviously is in in creating all the tools. But so so basically, you just went in and edited some easy ClickMate files, and you could set up that structure with the steps once you've created the the template, email, the banner. Yeah, and so, so yeah, I'll tell you what it is. The reason I was hesitating, I was trying to think exactly how I did it. 
yeah, there's, there's one file that loads up once affiliates log in. Let's just say it's called index. And you, and you go into this index file, and, and the standard default when people log in is it would have you know the link, check your stats, get your link, change your login stroke password. And that was what was in the standard index file for Easy Clickmate. All I did is went into that file, edited it, and just I left those in because obviously that's, that's important. But right at the top, in massive sort of headline size, I put, um, you know, step one, grab all your affiliate tools here. You know, and step two, use some of these links and you know some of these other things if you need them. So immediately, people see step one, they click in there, and then that. That then took them to an area that was just part of my site, totally separate to Clickbank, uh, to Easy Clickmate. So all I did is just added one link onto that index page that lit, that fired people through to an area that I'd set up on my site for affiliate tools. Okay, so those affiliate tools still contained the embedded affiliate links, or did they have to go and manually add those? They did. They did. In they did contain those, and yeah, that that was a little bit tricky to work out how to do that. It uses PHP or uh, I think to it's just one line of code that right, paste into okay. that page. We won't get too technical, but I think I understand yeah, we'll how you did that. We won't go into that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. So it's yeah, pretty straightforward to do. Okay, so it, that's certainly a solution. When I went around looking for affiliate programs, another one of the problems was the issue of using. You've got these sort of three different variables. You've got your autoresponder. Uh, personally, I use Aweber. I know you use GetResponse. Then you've got the affiliate system, and then you've got the checkout system. So now we've covered affiliate system, which as well as the checkout, because ClickBank includes the, the checkout shopping cart. And you use GetResponse. How did so? The thing I'm, I'm working towards, which I also uh, like, you had running, was that you, prior to launch, had a free course available for people who signed up to your list, right? The it wasn't a pre-launch list, it was just your AdSense videos list. Now, you told your joint venture partners and so forth that they could send people immediately to the AdSense videos site, despite the fact that the product hadn't been launched yet, because they can get access to the free uh, five-day email course um, providing some content on how to improve their AdSense performance. Now, that also worked um, through ClickBank, right, because those affiliates were cookieing the people they sent, even though they were going on to a sign-up page for that email course. How did all that work with GetResponse? And once again, was that difficult to set up? That part of it wasn't difficult. No, because all, all I was doing is telling the telling the joint venture partners send people to the the standard page. Because remember, at that point, all they had, all, all that existed to promote AdSense videos, was a single link. So every joint venture partner had a single unique link, and all that link did is fire people, redirect people to my home page using obviously the joint venture partners or the affiliates um, affiliate ID. And it was always ever going to do that, it wasn't ever going to do anything else. So it just so happened that what I decided to do is before launch, like you've said, I placed um, an opt-in form on the home page so that people could sign up for this five-day course and also after they hit submit, they got immediate access to a sort of a taster video that, that, that started playing. So they got access to the video immediately, and then they would get an email as well, and an email every every day for five days. So it was pretty straightforward because it was just the the standard link that the Easy Clickmate churned out. I could use that um, as a variable within the 
uh, the get response email. So what, what that means is I would, I would create this template email for the, the affiliates in get response and there would be a part in that email that said all you need to do is send, send your list to this link here and then in get response it would just be you know go and grab their affiliate code and place it in here. I mean, obviously it's <laughs> you don't say that but that's what it does. You then send it off and then every affiliate gets you know their unique link they send it to their list, people click on it, and as you, as you rightly said, everybody that lands on that page is then cookied by that particular affiliate. Okay. Uh, so I'm a bit confused there. You said get response. Do you mean easy click mate sending out those affiliate emails, or is it get response sending out the affiliate emails? No, easy click mate doesn't have any email functionality. Okay. So how could you have get response parsing the, uh, getting very technical here, how could you have get response sending out the affiliate ID links? Um, if they were coming from Easy Clickmate. Well, this is why I integrated the two things in the affiliate sign-up process. Okay, so we won't go too get too complicated. Basically, within Easy Clickmate, there's a a way of doing this that works with uh, any autoresponder. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's mainly GetResponse and Aweber that that it works with. Oh, I'm not sure about any others. Um, but yeah, I mean. At a simple level, all that happens is affiliate signs up to my affiliate program. They get added into Easy Clickmate, so they can get all the tracking and all the, the affiliate links. And simultaneously, they get added to my get response uh, get response list, so that I can email them. And I must say that that's a very nice um, technique for a better way of putting it. Uh, doing a product launch is to have people, obviously, boosting your opt-in mailing list count at the same time as you know, making sales down the line, but no matter what, you're getting sign-ups for that newsletter. So I think it's a nice um, technique for anyone who's doing a product launch, and that's certainly something I was very uh, pleased to see that you'd done, because I knew that it was possible to do it using third-party systems like you had. So um, one of the other things uh, very important for a product launch is your joint venture partner. So we've discussed the technical side of how you gave them all these tools to sell as affiliates, but how did you find them in the first place? And how did you convince them that, you know, Michael Cheney with his AdSense videos product was, you know, the real deal and, and you know, they're willing to promote you and so forth? Because did you, you didn't have too much credibility built up. You did have some, but you've got um, Ewan Chia, I think that's how you say his name. He, he was one of your testimonial and joint venture partners, and he's a pretty uh, up there in terms of status on the internet marketing scene. Yeah. So, how did you go about approaching joint venture partners? I mean, a lot of it did come down to, like you say, credibility. You're trying to, when it, when it comes to joint venture partners, they want to know, you know, how, how much they're going to get, how easy it is, and whether you're any good, basically, you know, and whether whether the product's any good. So. When it came to sort of myself and, and proved my credibility online, I, I've not been, you know, th this really has broken me through, and I, I've kind of broke through the barrier now. And a lot of people sort of, you know, my name's out there now. But before it wasn't out there, and so what? What I, I had to rely on is, is other things. So I, I'd done, for example, in the UK, I've been pretty much every every newspaper in the UK, you know, Sunday Times, Telegraph, Independent, all this kind of stuff. I've been in all these these papers. I've been on, you know. Uh, CNBC television, I did a live interview across Europe, so th th there's been things that I could mention in that in invite email that would make people realize that I'm not just, you know, some schmuck that doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, so there, w there were things in there that, that I could use to, you know, establish my credibility. 
But the main thing that I did is I used a joint venture partner um, manager, you know, a JV manager, to actually go and find me these contacts. As in a human being? Essentially. Sorry? As in a human being, not a piece of software. As in a, uh, a real, <laughs> real life walking, talking human being. Because I, I realized when, when I was, was planning this launch, I was looking at other successful launches and I thought, well, you know, this biggest question comes up, how do you get these guys on board? You know, how do you convince them, particularly when you're relatively unproven? And then I, th I saw another launch and, you know, I realized that this guy had used, you know, a person just, just to go and, and find the contacts. I just thought, well, I'm going to approach the same person and just say, look, do you want to do my product? Um, I didn't think I would get a yes, but, you know, luckily for me, the, the guy agreed and said, well, yeah, let's go for it. And and that was that was really the, the biggest thing in, in, in this launch. Though obviously, you know, getting getting the lists and getting the names is one thing, but you've still got to, you know, you, the, the product's got to be good. I mean, you know, none of these guys, that you know, their reputation is everything. Their name is everything to them. So then none of them are going to promote it unless they've actually gone through it to some extent. So, you know, you've got to have a great product in the first place and you've got to, you know, communicate with them over and over, you know, you've got to keep in touch with them and you've got to give them a good deal. You know, I gave them 60% commission in the first week, which, you know, you're normally looking at 50%. Some people give more, but, you know, all these little things add up together, you know, and, and you know, make, make it a successful launch. But a big part definitely was using affiliate uh, joint venture manager to actually find okay. these contacts. And, and how did you find him? I just... It's not something you look up in the yellow pages, is no, it? No, no. I just looked at other launches and just sort of saw somebody that had done a successful launch. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of skirting around. I don't, I don't want to name the person. Not for my own, for my own thing. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't. Um, the, the guy doesn't doesn't need to be bombarded. But it's it's not a top secret. You know what I mean? You can find this. You could probably, you know, if you spend an hour just looking at some really big launches in the past year or so. And, and try and find out who's done the sort of management of these. You will definitely find, you know, two or three candidates for this, no problem. And the way that it works is they take, um, they obviously take, a, you know, commission. There's got to be something in it for them at the end of the day to, to do the work and, and give you these contacts. So they take, uh, in my example, you know, they take a commission off the the sales that they generate from the people that they introduce. So that's reasonable. That's quite fair. Good. All right. I, I, did, I wasn't aware that you used. I mean, I knew um, you've studied a lot of materials from product launch materials. There's one course out there, which is a big product launch course um, of the similar caliber to Butterfly Marketing Product Launch Formula, I believe it's called. I haven't studied that one, but I believe you did. So I'm sure that would have given you a lot of ideas regarding this sort of aspect of, of yeah. doing a big launch. Um, so going going forward now, you, you've you've done the launch, and I think the the last numbers you you just told me last time we spoke was uh, four thousand units have been sold of AdSense videos, which is probably a bit um, beyond what you planned to sell. I'd be would I be right? Yeah, I mean you have that? figures before you launch, and you have kind of a worst case, um, uh, you know, a best case, uh, kind of realistic case, and then a sort of um, this would be absolutely mental uh, if this happened case. So yeah, we're probably in the latter. <laughs> the latter. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we went mental. Nice. 
And um, you, you obviously established, like you just said, some fantastic credibility and, and broke your name through a lot. And you've been getting some offers for internet marketing conferences and doing some presentations and so forth, which is all fantastic and a lovely um, a bonus, if, if nothing else, from the success you get. Do you still you see yourself, I guess, working with AdSense, or is this sort of turned you more into the internet marketing guru kind of um, persona? What's what's in the future I mean for I'm Michael Jenny? To be honest, I'm still kind of trying to find exactly what what my niche is, and you know, I, I'm purposely trying to not get away from AdSense, but certainly not focus too much on AdSense. I, you know, I don't want to be the AdSense guy. Um, for one thing, it, well, it's to me it's a residual form. You know, it's an additional form of income. I I, I don't want to be held <laughs> responsible for people, you know, churning out sites just to get AdSense revenue because you know I've not done it I've not you know created a single page that's been built just for AdSense I just don't agree with that principle I know there's a lot of people that do that and there's a lot of programs and, and products out there that, that promote this notion of you know chucking up hundreds or thousands of pages or whatever just to earn AdSense revenue but um, it's not really the avenue that I want to go down you know at the end of the day you've got to focus on you know what you're most passionate about what you enjoy most um, you know what most kind of gets you going, and for me, it probably is the sort of public speaking, um, you know, and doing the sort of presentations. Um, you know, there are other areas of internet marketing that that excite me more than more than AdSense. Uh, so, in a you know, in a kind of selfish way, I would I would prefer to focus on those than you know keep keep going on the AdSense route. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm. What what sort of examples? What, what areas are you interested well, in? Well, I'm looking at uh, list building. I'm also um, interested in copywriting. I mean, I, I write all my own copy. I, I, I really enjoy, you know, putting emails out to people and, um, you know, actually doing the copywriting side. So there's a few things that I've yet to explore, you know, commercially that, that I've been doing that, that I enjoy. Um, so, you know, as I say, I, I've not yet decided where, where I'm headed exactly. But I did always know, bef even before this... You know, before AdSense Video was launched, I didn't know. You know, I was confident that I would have a launch like this that would sort of put me on the scene eventually. I just didn't think it would come this early. Um, and I have, I have always aspired, you know, to be like, for example, you know, the the big names out there doing the, you know, the, the seminars and 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 doing the conferences and so on. That is really what, you know, what I was aiming for. So, although it, it's come soon and you know, it's great, it's happened. It's not. You know, it's it's not a coincidence. I'm not now thinking, oh yeah, I could I could actually be, you know, one of these gurus. I mean, I, you know, I spent ten years tr trying to do this, so, um, you know, it's it's now starting to happen. Okay, very cool. So uh, we'll we'll wrap it up, Michael. And I I like to end all these uh, podcasts with, um, if you have any advice for people who are looking to sort of follow in your footsteps and haven't maybe reached a point even starting their own business yet or don't make anything or a very small amount of money on the internet and would like to emulate your sort of success. Now, you just said it took 10 years to get to the point where you just had a successful product launch, but you've been steadily improving along the way and certainly have had a full-time income for a while from it. So for those people who want to do the same thing, what would you give as the number one or number one and two tips? So I'm just making notes here, so I want to I want to be clear on this. Okay. The the first thing 
comes down to is nothing to do with internet and it's nothing to do with business. It comes down to your goals in life and what you actually want out of life. Until I realized, you know, and kind of took a step back and sort of saw where my life was headed or where it wasn't headed and actually started to think about what I wanted, none of this happened or, you know, it was happening, but it was kind of happening by accident. It was happening very slowly. So my first bit of advice is write down your goals in of things that you want. Um, it sounds basic, but you know, people that have done this will, will stand by me. You need to write down things that, things that you want, things that you're aiming for. There's no point getting into this and saying, "Yeah, I just I want some money, or um, I want a bit of time, or, or or whatever." You know, you've got to have a powerful reason to go into this because it is going to take a lot out of you, and you will need to invest a lot of time in it, regardless of the method that you choose. Whether you, you know. You, you're just starting out or whether you've been on the internet for five years and you're looking for a product, whatever it is, you will need some powerful, powerful motivators behind you. And if you don't have those, it, you, won't, you won't do it. So it really doesn't matter how you get there, but you know, without these goals, you, you won't get there. So you need to sort of write down things. For example, I, I've got um, a goals board. I really don't like kind of scribbling on bits of paper, so I've got pictures of things that I would like um, to be you know, the sort of person I'd like to become, things I'd like to see, um, you know, things I'd like to own, things I'd, people I'd like to meet, you know, all this kind of stuff, right in front of me right now as I'm speaking, pictures right there, and whenever I'm, you know, I'm faced with a challenge or, you know, things aren't going that great, you know, I can look at this thing and say, ah, right, this is why I'm doing this, you know, this is the whole purpose of why I'm doing this, this is why I get up, you know, 6 a.m. every morning and work till midnight, you know, some nights. If you don't have those things backing it all up, then you're just not going to be as motivated. You, you've got to have a, a strong sort of foundation to build on. So it's probably not the answer you're expecting. It's nothing to do with internet marketing, but I, I think it's, to me, I think it's the most powerful thing behind it all. There you have it. That's the interview with Michael Cheney. We just had the last 30 seconds chopped off, but all you missed was me thanking him, so I can thank him again. Thank you, Michael, for joining me on that interview. It was a lot of fun and uh, lots of good learning there about doing product launches. Uh, as per usual, if you're interested in more podcast interviews with other internet marketers and entrepreneurs and just general advice about doing business both online and offline, you can visit my blogs at entrepreneurs-journey.com or smallbusinessbranding.com and click the audio tab, you'll find a back catalog of all the previous podcasts I've done. Well, that's it for today's show, everyone, and I'll catch you again next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.